welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. I sat down this morning thinking I knew what I was going to speak about because when uh, I spoke last, I was talking about Roger Bannister and John Landry. Do you remember with the, with the children in and, uh, and the race and John in front of the race and then the, in the last part of the race... He loses confidence in where he's looking and look behind to see where Roger Bannister was. And because he did that, that momentary bit of slowing down meant that Roger Bannister beat him. Uh, John, of course, at that point was the world record holder, although, John had, uh, although Roger had first got it. John had beaten him a month later. I mean, you know, whatever it is, 6,000 years of history and you break a world record and it lasts a month. How annoying is that? <laughs> so it must have felt very good to beat him in a race. <laughs> uh, incidentally, in that race, they both ran slower. It, um, so, so much is on conditions and things, isn't it? So I thought this morning, because this is where I was two weeks ago as I prepared for that, that I was going to follow on from that this morning. And as I began to pray, that wasn't really where God was taking me, although it was still where it kind of started. So I just want to, we're not looking at the Philippians part of actively pressing on, which is a brilliant, if you want to look that up again later, Philippians 3 verse 12 onwards. But I just want to go to Hebrews, which we also looked at. We had all the kids lined up on here, do you remember? (laughs) Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... And they were effectively acting out the witnesses for me. Of all of those that uh, are cheering us on in this uh, race that God has placed us in. Uh, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance. The race marched out for, marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Now I think the overriding thing is still from what I say this morning, is, about, is still about the fixing our eyes on Jesus. Absolutely. And, that was, and that's why it was so awesome that that was also what came out in, in the songs that had been picked in the worship, that focusing our eyes directly on the Lord rather than looking immediately around us. But I'm going to look to Jesus. I'm going to look to the Lord. Hallelujah. So... Um, but when, as I did that, what um, God then took me to was to the book of Ephesians, uh, which wasn't where I was uh, going to go, although it came up a lot in Days of Favour. And I'm sure that will come out in a little bit, because, of course, we've got um, Claire and Shona coming up very soon. They're probably wondering why I'm doing this bit now, while I'm getting my little bit in, because I might not get another little bit, so it's just a <laughs> tiny bit. Uh, and the tiny bit that I want to share in the middle of all of this is, is kind of here, really. And it's about that in all the talk of pressing on in the race, and it was something that came out when we were in London with the, the leadership, is the rest. And it's a contradiction, really, in the natural of a natural race. It's that pressing on, running as hard, not looking behind, going for God, keeping your eyes fixed in Him. But in the spiritual world, there's also... You're enabling that race by resting in God. How do you rest and run as hard as you can at the same time? Well, it's a supernatural thing. It's because you're using, or 
experiencing the mercy and grace of God to enable you to run. And as you do that, as your eyes are fixed on Jesus, I just wanted to do this one bit at this point. Because, in fact, I think I'll just read it. It's, it's Paul writing to the Ephesians. And he's outlined some of the amazing things of God, which I won't do right now. Because that's why he says, when I think of all of this, when I think of all the things that we have in Christ, this is in chapter 3, verse 14. When I think of all of this, writes Paul, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. That's how you run and rest. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Isn't that awesome? It's not going to be that you're a marvellous, outrageous superstar on a stage somewhere that enables you to experience God. It's not incredible faith. It's not that you pray 24-7. It's that you know God's love. Then you will be made complete in all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And then writes Paul, in this context of us just basking by grace in that power and that glory. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty work, power, sorry, his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That incredible power enabled through his love to do what he's called us to do. It is a race, but it's also resting in that completely accepting love. Days of Favour last week was amazing. I so appreciated, well, there were lots of people, so it's, but I spoke, it's important to mention Shona and Claire that were running particularly with a vision, the long hours, some of them put in just to enable that room to be open. It was awesome, the stuff that was around the room, displays that you, like the crosses that you could sit before and, and you know, let that speak to you. There were the useful uh, and really practical prayer helps that were on the wall, little strips that they printed out, sometimes questions, sometimes verses, uh, that enabled you to pray for the town or enabled you to pray for yourself. There was a great poster um, referring to uh, what Judith Butler, I think, preached at, at Faith Camp about what limits you. You know, there's a picture of a rev counter, limited. And, and there were just, just things that made you think and made you, you pray. And just the whole way the room was, was set up, 
was, was brilliant. And the, and the prayer wall at one end, what a great idea. It was so awesome just to see all the different handwriting on it. Because you knew it was all the people. I and mean, it's good. I love having it in a book, and that's a good record for ongoing. But it was just great seeing it. And then the youth joining in, from, on, on, in the Youth Angels Youth, joining in on Friday night. And you can see they've added some drawings. There's a very great picture of Jesus that I'm sure is one of the youth um, <laughs> that they've added. But it's just awesome that you see that faith written on the wall. I know that, fixing our eyes on Jesus, believing in Jesus. There were the posters of the, of, the, of the five things that God's given us to hold on for and people writing things on them as well. That was, that was brilliant. And um, the worship that uh, Claire and Alex mostly led, although they had help from others like John uh, and Kate did a lot of the sound. Well, you did a lot of the organising in the background as well. Thank you. Uh, so... Thank you all the people that came and took part in it as well. It was, it was a, it, I, I was just so blessed by how everything was there. And I, I, all, all I did was lead a few communions and it just felt like I could be part of something rather than that I was leading something all the time. And so that was a personal blessing that I was just there to meet with God and not, not be thinking, where are we going, God? Where are we going, God? Where are we going, God? So that was a, a blessing to me. Thank you. Um, and thanks everyone that came on the teaching day as well. Yeah. Uh, we looked at the feedback we got from it, and uh, generally, uh, no, not generally, overwhelmingly, uh, positive feedback. Um, a few things like, can we have the notes, please? We are going to make the notes available. Uh, people generally uh, were very positive. They liked the uh, different style of teaching, uh, looking at it from a slightly different angle. Claire was awesome. The stuff she did on propheticness was brilliant. And uh, so just a big thank you. I think there's a whole, whole well of stuff there that we will draw upon, you know, in, in, the, in the weeks to come. Because although that's been our week of prayer and fasting, we're not going to stop prayer and fasting. Or what, I suggest you don't continue fasting forever because that could be rather detrimental to your health. But, you know, <laughs> don't stop praying and don't stop prayer, fasting at times because... That's what God has called us to, as we fix our eyes on him. I hope I haven't said everything that you wanted to say. If I have, just repeat it, because we're two or three in agreement. There it will be for them. So over to you two, whoever, however you're doing it. Shona's first, is she? I find this, uh, uh, doing this so quickly after finishing the, the, the whole thing quite, um, quite a challenge. Uh, but, you know... God enables, so here we go. Um, This is the prayer journal, um, and praise the Lord, it is absolutely stuff full of stuff about what God's been um, doing, what he's been saying, how he's been leading us, what he's um, been enabling us to do. Um, One of the things that um, Days of Favor enables is vision. Um, We're reminded in Habakkuk, you know, like, if we don't have vision, then we perish. Um, and so I think um, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of visions. There was a lot of people saying that they'd got um, pictures from God. Um, one of the things that was key, I think, was the bit where um, Chloe had said, Chloe Glasborough, when she was here, had um, talked about a new wave and a shift. And I really think that's what's 
in all of this, that's what God's been doing. He's, he's, been, um, he's been helping us um, to throw off some of the weights, take off some of the limiters, um, enabling us to get our vision back, enabling us to get our passion back, and, um, yeah, helping us to dare by being bold and courageous um, to dream. Uh, that's that's all our um, main mission, mission and vision for Kingdom Faith Yorkshire is, is our dare to dream um, vision. Um, we were releasing wisdom, which um, someone, I think it was Claire, said uh, is wisdom is given um, legs to the vision. So I thought, wow, that's really good. I'll write that one down. I like that. Um, some people had waves and saying there's a new wave coming. And it was like, yes, that reminded us that when we were up at Oliver's Mount last year, we had a vision of a like a tsunami coming in. And that reminded us again of, look, um, where the catch is going to be so big that we're going to need all. And, and I think that's why God was dealing with all of us um, together, corporately. There's something that's so strong that God is saying about all of us. In Isaiah 65, um, we had it's like the new wine is found in the, in the cluster. So the cluster is, is, is lots of grapes, but they're together. Um, and so you need all the grapes to be together to produce the, the new wine. Um, there was a great vulnerability. I just, I just loved um, how people were coming together and being so vulnerable, being so open, um, letting other people hear their cry. Um, and that was enabling God to transform us individually, and so therefore us as a church, and um, transform the community. We kept returning back to Isaiah 62, Isaiah 61, Isaiah 60, um, which is like helping us see what God wants to, to see, what he wants to see released in the community, like to transform this community. So if we allow God to transform us, then this church is transformed, and then we'll be that releasing that transforming power out into the community where, where God wants to be, be at work. Uh, we were reminded that we are here for such a time as this, that, that we are not, um, we're not here by accident. I think several people mentioned that at different times. And it's like, yeah, we're not here by accident. We're not just here to be tossed here and from. We're, we're here to, to be rooted and to be planted um, and to see our nation changed. Um, the, the bit about um, dreaming, uh, I'll just share a little personal thing about it that, that I shared is like, because it helped me to see um, that dreaming isn't just some, you know, pie in the sky thing. It's not something that, oh, well, it'd be nice if that happened um, one day. Um, because um, as some of you may know, um, I went to Canada in the summer. Um, and it was, it was the fulfillment of a dream to go that I've had since I was about eight. And um, I realized that um, there was a shift in my thinking when my son went and got, um, got a job over there. It, it, it went from being a, oh, I've always wanted to go to Canada to I'm going to go to Canada. And there was a there was a shift in our in my thinking, and I and I believe that's what God's been doing um, when He's talking about shift. There's a shift because then you see, because I knew I was going, I I was like, well, um, 
costs money to get there. Better save up. Um, we need to get tickets. So, you know, Brian spent endless hours on tickets trying to get the best deal possible um, from all the different airline companies. And, um, and you know, so it gives momentum to, to something when you know, when it's not just a kind of like pie in the sky. I mean, like, Dare to Dream is not just something that's written and it sounds nice. No, that it, it's real. It's going to happen. It's what God wants here, so it will, it will happen. And I think that's been birthed in us and been um, strengthened in us uh, through, through that all. So all these things are all in here. Um, there's some I know some people have yet to fill it all in. And if something, if you're like me and you go away and three days later you think, oh, yeah, God was saying that that night, then um, it's not too late. This is, this is still here. There's still plenty of pieces of paper that you can write it all out in. Because um, one of the other things was that we, was coming was like, don't forget. Don't, don't forget your dream. Don't, don't let it be buried among all the other stuff. Don't, don't let your vision die. Write it out. And um, I'm wearing a little Pandora here. And one of the ways that I remember certain things is, is, um, is by buying a little charm. So when I went to Canada, I've got a little maple leaf. Not that I'm likely to forget that I've been there, but it's just like, you know, sometimes I think as Christians, we forget who we really are. We, we forget that we've got a plan and we've got a purpose, that God's got a, a, um, something that he's called us for that's, that's, um, that's eternal, that isn't temporary. And so it's good to have something that you can do that will remind you of that. We, we have um, all those beautiful um, posters up there that remind us of what God was saying to us about um, worship. We, we do have the prayer wall that is going to remain up there that reminds us about what God was, has been saying. And if you get the chance, go up and read it and pray it because God wasn't saying, I'm moving you on to something different now. You can stop praying until you can stop being boldly audacious. He was just repeating it. He was just saying, come on, I, I really want you to do this. I really want you to grasp hold of it um, and do it together. Do it together. So, um, so yeah, that's what... Um, I felt God was saying in all in all of this. Um, it was amazing. It's been really good. There's, there's lots that um, those of us who meet on a Wednesday will take and we'll pray and we'll pray and we'll keep on praying. Um, and for those who, who don't meet on a Wednesday, meet other times and pray and pray and pray. Um, meet in your other groups, get together in your twos and threes and pray over it and keep praying because um, prayer is one of the most powerful weapons it connects us to the heart of god um and yes that's all i've got to say now over to claire i had a great week it was a fantastic week who felt that god shifted something in them over that week or shifted something in prayer lots of people that's great isn't that exciting that one week of prayer can see so much shift in our lives and it was just an amazing week. What was great for me was that it was quite difficult for me to get into the prayer room a lot of the time because so many of the sessions were signed up for and there weren't many gaps, which was amazing. And that's kind of what I wanted, although at some point it's like, oh, I just want to go up there, which was brilliant. So that was a great thing to have. So thank you so much for buying into that and to really making the most of that opportunity. I think as a church, we've prayed more this week 
than we have done before corporately and together. And I know people that couldn't make it for the week were praying outside, which is equally valuable. So thank you so much. We're going to see so much fruit from this time. I learned two really stunning, radical lessons this week. This is going to be amazing revelation, but you never know, it might <laughs> meet, hit somebody. This is great. I learned this week that how you learn to pray and you get a passion for prayer by praying. I thought that was going to be pretty radical revelation. You know, we can read all the books in the world on prayer that we like. We can go to all the conferences. We can hear all the teaching. We can do all that. But until we pray, we don't learn how to pray. And I, re- I learned more about prayer this week than I think I have in zillions of books, which seems like a bit of a waste of money, really, because this week was free. But um, I'm sure there was value in them all. And the other thing that I learned for me, but I think there might be something in this for, for other people. Something I have to vigilantly protect in my life now is my sleep, because if I don't, it's not great for my mental health. So I have to really protect it. So this week, I was a tiny bit nervous because I was coming in, I was leaving the house earlier than I ever leave the house and coming home later than I ever come home. And I was a little bit nervous about that. And I was a little bit, t- I was a little bit tired, but it was amazing. I had this, this new experience of this kind of, I'm a bit sleepy and it's a kind of, Sounds weird. A bit of a happy tired. It wasn't a kind of depressed tired. Does that make sense? And that was amazing. And I've just found that as you spend and you commit yourself to the presence of God, that you do get tired, but it's a different sort of tiredness. And it's an okay tiredness. And it's a, an easily restorative tiredness, not a, oh my goodness, this is going to take me two weeks to get myself back to normal. I feel completely, totally awake and fine today. So, That was something I've really learned, and there's something for us in that, that the presence of God and committing ourselves to that does actually energize us. It doesn't deplete us. So just a few other uh, quick things from the week that were just really exciting, particularly from the prayer prayer room. Uh, One comment I had was that time went really quickly in there, basically that an hour wasn't enough. And... That is so true. When you set yourself in a place where you haven't got the housework to distract you or your computer to distract you and all that sort of thing, suddenly being able to pray and meet with God becomes easy. And also having a session late at night was also easier. And I found that as well, that when you pray and you set yourself to pray later at night, it somehow feels like it's dark outside, there's less distractions. And that was really encouraging that, that that was something that people felt It was lovely on Friday. A couple of children came up from Friday Club and they sat in front of the photo board and prayed for people in the church and took communion. That was awesome. I was just sitting there just going, oh, Jesus, I'm going to cry. This is amazing. Um, As Pastor Paul mentioned, uh, Youth Club was great. A lot of the young people came up and put prayer requests up on the board. Some of them added to the prayer wall. Uh, What did there There was one that I really liked. Love everyone, especially those who've done you wrong. I thought that was great from one of the teenagers. And it opened up conversations. And it, uh, one, one young person said, I didn't know this was here. If I'd known it was going to be here, I'd have come up and prayed during the week. Can you do it again? So let's pray that those conversations that were started now open a wide door. It opened a wide door for conversations with those young people. So let's pray that that gets continued and that they can build on that as a team because that's really exciting. 
And in the last prayer session we had, which was late night one Friday night that Jem led, we prayed over every single prayer request from Little Builders Friday Club and from Youth Club individually. And we are believing for answers to those prayers this week. We are believing that people are going to come back with answers and testimonies and that that's going to open a door to... Uh, to conversations. It's going to open a door to people wanting to know, who is this God that answered prayer? They had some faith to give us a prayer request, didn't they? You know, they, they put that, they trusted us. Some of them are really vulnerable prayer requests, and they've trusted us with those. We prayed over them. So can we just, as a, as a church this week, pray for the fulfillment of each of those, the answers to each of those prayer requests, and that those people come back, and that we can see just that shift that is coming, and that God's spoken is coming, through, uh, through seeing those answers to prayers. When people get an answer to prayer, that's such a wide open door for the gospel, isn't it? And you can, so much more can be achieved in that one moment than in, in trying to, to, to speak the gospel for ages. As Shona said, if you haven't been up, uh, do pop up and see the prayer wall. We're going to be clearing and packing down after today. So after one o'clock when J247 finish, you're very welcome to go up. There's still some space. It isn't a days of favour prayer wall. If God gives you something, you want to come up and add to it, or you want to put some other little drawings, your prophetic kind of drawings on and things, please do that. We're going to leave it up there until we know what to do next with it. Uh, but it's really exciting to go and see it. Just finally on that, just there's one comment on there that I think sums up a lot of what God was saying. We may be a community of cracked pots, but in Jesus, we are beautiful, irresistible, and his chosen vessels to see Scarborough loved into his kingdom. That's what we were about this week, and that's what we're about moving forward, isn't it? Amen. I kind of knew these two ladies would bring a word from God, so that I didn't. <laughs> and uh, they certainly have. Uh, just to go back where I was then, uh, because... I'm going to just come in a few verses before the bit that I read, because I think in all of this is God's favour. And I'm, I'm only going to, I'm going to speak now for about five minutes, and then I'm going to finish. So, um, I don't know if you realise... No, no, I am. You don't believe me, do you? Does anyone believe me? Do I believe me? Days of favour is exactly the same as calling it days of grace. Grace, favour, it's the same word in terms of, we're trans, it's translations of the same Greek word. The Greek word is charis. Uh, so when we talk of grace, we talk of favour. When you talk about the grace of God on you, it's God's favour upon you. And in that sense, we're all God's favourites, as we're all God's gracerites. Um, <laughs> a new word. <laughs> uh, we're not favourites in the, in the sense of excluding you from everybody else, but you are, about, you are somebody who lives in God's favour, and that's why he makes this love and power available to you. And uh, all these things that God is giving us, hopefully there is always a sense of it's too much. Because if, it's, if it was within our capacity to do the kind of things that we believe God wants us to do, we would do it and the glory would not be to God. It's always beyond us. I remember when we moved into this place uh, back in 2012, and you looked at it and you thought, it, this is impossible. We cannot possibly maintain and run this place. How's that going to work? Well, here we still are, six years later, by the grace of God, by his favour upon us. You have the favour of God 
full stop. You have the favor of God upon you. How, how often do you by faith expect to see it? I'm not talking about... Let me just read this. Paul, having outlined lots of the theology of what it is in Christ and who we are in Christ, writes, God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety. You are a demonstration of the wisdom of God. As he says, he chose the foolish of this world. (laughs) But we are. But that's his wisdom. He chooses us. One of the reasons we're sitting here is we can't do it. We can't get through the circumstances our lives take us into. We can't live up to the things that are expected of us. Except that, by God's mercy and by this incredible favour upon us, opportunities will open up, doors will open up. This, it says, was his eternal plan which he carried out through Jesus Christ of Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come, here it is again, how many times has God bring us back to this? We can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Not based on how we feel, not even based upon where our faith level is. It's just written that we can. No matter where you are, you can come boldly and confidently into the presence of God because his mercy wipes away all the stuff you didn't do and you should have done, or all the stuff you did do and shouldn't have done. And his grace will enable you to take those steps through into the throne room. We were baptizing people only two weeks ago. In that baptism, the, the, everything that they had done and will do was being dealt with and washed away under that seawater. Whenever the enemy points to you and says, you cannot go, Get out of God's presence. You just just don't deserve to be there. Remind them where you left all the sin. You left it under the water when you got baptized. It was dealt with on the cross. You are washed clean by the blood. Maybe you're struggling with everything or maybe you're having a really good time. It doesn't matter. There is a boldness and a confidence that comes through that favor and that grace. So please don't lose heart, Paul writes, because of my trials. You know, he's, he's writing all this in the context of arrest and beatings and everything else, and he's still saying, I've got the grace of God. And boy, did he, because he came through them, and through them, and through them, until he was martyred. But then so was Peter, and so was John, so was Peter's wife, so was Matthew. Ah, well, in fact, all of them were. No, John wasn't martyred. He was exiled on an island. Patmos. You can go there if you like. It's a nice place. I haven't got there yet. It's a Greek island, so it's going to be lovely. <laughs> so go out in that power. I want to finish, and I really do want to finish, just reading a, a, a psalm that God gave me this morning that I think he just wants to remind us of in the context of all he's saying. Before we... Because we could venture into striving to see the things of God. There's so much we want to see. We so want to see this place completely and utterly full every Sunday. We so want to see so many people getting saved in this town. 
I mean, I love, this was the first days of favor ever where the community started to become part of our prayer and fasting week. That's awesome. Those prayer cards were, were genius that you were, they were being given out at these events for people to write in. It was amazing that the youth started to join in with our prayer week by writing stuff on that board. That is a first. The community have never been part of it. We've probably not invited them to be part of it. And immediately we did. They're stepping into it and handing things. God's going to answer those prayer cards. We're going to see some amazing answers to prayer from people that aren't even sure whether God exists. Because he's going to show them he's there. He's going to show them that he loves them. And they're going to be this wonderful, rich variety of people because that's the wisdom of God. We're made in his image. That's why we're all such a huge variety because he's not some boring pastiche of an old man with a long grey beard. He's colourful. He's amazing. He's beautiful. He's wonderful. He's dynamic. He's exciting. He's full of joy. He's full of peace. He's full of love. He's the most exciting concept. He's the most amazing person that you could ever imagine. And sometimes this world sort of, it's like putting on this intense pair of dark glasses. And it's like, I can't really see God because I'm stuck with all the world in the way. But one day, we will step into those heavenly places and finally see God in all his glory. The day we die is going to be amazing. There's going to be a generation, and I think it's sitting here in this church, when we are at that point of where we're saying goodbye to this world, we will be excited. Not scared, not worried, but excited. Because we think, I know where I'm going. (laughs) It's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to see God without the clouded spectacles. Because Paul writes, we only see in part right now. But I'm going to take off those clouded spectacles and I'm going to meet up and I'm going to see the people that have gone before me. And then we're going to be together for eternity. Never again will we experience the pain of separation when someone goes ahead of us. We will be there. I mean, is it weird to be excited about dying? No. That's what, it's going to be awesome. It's only terrible if you don't know where you're going. We know where we're going. And it's getting rid of all the clouds and all the doubt and all the fear and everything else that gets in the way. And at last we can really know God and one another. Without all those layers of stuff. The psalm was Psalm 133. How good and pleasant it is when brothers, and we're all brothers in this sense, Live together in unity. And just here in Ephesians, Paul writes, Make every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, for there is only one body. Let's make every effort to run with what God has given us. Let's fight off everything that would try and split us up or divide us. Because there would always be things that try and split us up, that try and destroy what we are. There really is an enemy. And I tell you this right now, he does not like Kingdom Faith Church in Scarborough. All right? He really, really doesn't. (laughs) So he will. He's never changed. He just does it all the time. He tries to split God's people up because divided, we're weaker. Together, 
When we live in unity, it is good and pleasant. It means delightful. It means there is joy. Paul's realistic. He says you're going to have to bear with one another. You're going to have to be patient with one another. You're going to have to put up with one another. Because there are times when we don't live as we should. It's like precious oil, this unity, writes the psalmist, poured on the head, running down the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. The word used is actually mouth of his robes. So some, people, some translations talk about the bottom and some talk about the top of the robes because they're not sure what he means. But what it means is he's saturated. Saturated. That oil of anointing is upon us. It's pouring out upon us. And it's that oil. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there... For there, because Mount Zion is the spiritual home of God, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forever. You have eternal life. The word blessing there in Hebrew is barakah. It means favor. For there the Lord bestows his favor. You have the blessing, the favor, the grace of God upon you. Expect every day to see him at work because we are a blessed people. Praise God. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.